welcome. Dave Fisher here from USA Hockey Headquarters in Colorado Springs. Always a great day for hockey here, particularly today with the news that uh, we just released about an hour ago, naming Bill Guerin as the general manager of our teams for the upcoming 2025 NHL Four Nations Faceoff, February 12th through the 20th, and a couple of North American cities to be named, and of course also for our men's Olympic team in the 2026 Olympic Winter Games in Milan and Cortina. We'll get to your questions here in just a minute. Um, but uh, as we begin today, it's my pleasure to welcome in the executive director of USA Hockey. Turn it over to Mr. Pat Gallagher. PK. Thanks, Fish. Good afternoon or good morning, everyone. Uh, great to have everyone here for some exciting news today. Certainly been a great start to 2024 for USA Hockey with our teams winning gold medals uh, at the World Juniors, the Women's U18 Worlds, and the Youth Olympic Games. Uh, a great start to the year, no doubt. Um, not easy to do, and a big congratulations to all of our athletes, all of our staff, and all of our volunteers uh, who along the way contributed to that success. And certainly exciting news last week from Toronto um, when it was announced that the NHL players would be returning to international hockey in a best-on-best, first at the Four Nations face-off in February of 2025, and then back to the Olympic Winter Games uh, in Italy in 2026. For USA Hockey, we're in a great place with both our women's program and our sled program uh, at the national team level as we gear gear up towards the Olympics and Paralympics in 2026. And this return of the NHL players provides our organization a a great opportunity to really uh, build a cohesive, consistent plan um, for our men's men's side, not only for the Four Nations and the Olympics, but also for the 2024 and 2025 World Championships Uh, which is significant as we look to try and finally win a gold medal uh, in the world championships as well. So we're very excited, uh, pleased to be here today and look forward to to hearing from from all of you and questions, but turn it back to Fish and then on to our next person. Thanks, Dave. All right. Thanks, Pat. Um, All of USA Hockey's international efforts uh, on the field of play are overseen by John Van Beesbrook. I think, as most of you know, Assistant Executive Director, Hockey operations for USA Hockey, obviously had a Hall of Fame playing career in the National Hockey League, has represented the United States on the international stage as a player many times as well, and certainly in his career at USA Hockey, and like to turn it over to uh, John. Bees, all yours. Thanks, Dave, and thanks, Pat, for your opening remarks. It is um, it is a great day for hockey. It's always wonderful to have exciting news uh, to come forward. The Four Nations face-off that's going to happen next year uh, during the all-star slot, and also with um, the Olympic Games in 2026 in Milan Cortina. Uh, We've been looking forward to uh, moving forward in this path, and it's really exciting for me to uh, introduce everybody to Bill as our our team's GM through both of these processes. And um, I think most everybody knows that we had Bill in place for the last time we went to the Olympics until the world kind of blew up. So, Uh, Without further ado, I want to introduce our team's GM through 2026, Bill Guerin. Thanks, Beezer. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Pat, thanks for your your opening remarks. And Beezer, I appreciate it. Um, uh, Listen, it's always been an honor uh, for me to represent my country, uh, playing for USA Hockey over the years. Um, You know, 1980, I was nine years old, and that had a huge impact on how I saw the game of hockey, uh, the path I wanted to go down. And um, 
how, how deep I bled uh, the red, white, and blue colors. Um, personally, I've been able, been fortunate to participate in World Junior Tournaments, World Cups, Olympics, and uh, every one of those experiences has been absolutely amazing, and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it uh, on the other side. Um, USA Hockey has come so far in the last, oh, man, 20, 25 years. Uh, it, it's really absolutely incredible. Uh, the men's teams, the women's team, the sled team. Um, we don't just go to these tournaments to participate. Um, we, we go in to win. And we've got one of the deepest uh, player pools and staff pools in, in, in the world. And those, those are our expectation now. And um, it's, it's, it's actually absolutely incredible to see. Um, I would like to thank... Uh, USA Hockey, Pat Kelleher, John Van Beesbrook, and, and many others at USA Hockey for this opportunity. Um, it is the opportunity of a lifetime, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, working with everybody closely. Personally, I'd like to thank Craig Leopold um, and the Minnesota Wild for uh, for the support and uh, being able to go on this this journey with USA Hockey. I know Craig and the Wild are, are big USA Hockey supporters. Um, being in the state of hockey, Minnesota, it, it's very near and dear to our hearts. So uh, thank you to Craig. Um, most of all, I, I'd like to thank uh, my wife, Kara, and, uh, and our children, uh, Kayla, Grace, Liam, and Lexi, um, for their uh, unwavering support uh, uh, for, for me to, to be able to take this on. I know it's, it's a lot more. Um, and they're always just uh, extremely supportive of, of this. And, um, you know, I think when I first played in the Olympics in Nagano, I think my daughter Kayla was seven months old and we brought her all the way to uh, Japan. So the, the Garen family is all in with USA Hockey. Um, you know, as, as for the team uh, and the staff, our, our depth, like I said, is, you know, our, our – our depth now in USA hockey is, is second to none. Uh, we have one of the deepest benches in the world uh, when it comes to staff and players. And, and I really look forward to putting together uh, the staff, the players, the supporting staff, um, and, and just putting together a, a group that we really feel can win. Um, you know, I, I, I look back on, on my experience at the 96 world cup and um you know, that was a team that really bonded together and uh, we had, we had 100% buy-in and 100% acceptance of our roles and we did whatever it took to win. And, and that's what I'll be looking for in our, in our players and staff. Um, I know there are going to be a lot of questions. Uh, I, I don't have answers for you when it comes to staff um, or even players. This is extremely fresh and new right now, but in the coming months, I'll be working with, uh, with John and, uh, some of the other American GMs uh, to get things figured out. And I, I think that's one of the, the great things is that the, there's so many bright minds amongst, uh, you know, the GMs that, that are, that are American and, and I'm going to lean on them heavily. Um, so I, I, we will get to that, but I don't have answers on that for you today. Um, so before we get to questions, I just want to hit on a couple things. Uh, I just want to share with you how excited we are here in, the, in Minnesota, the state of hockey to uh, be hosting the, the final game of the rivalry series. Uh, that's going to be Sunday at one o'clock here at the XL's energy center. And, you know, our women are, are in a heated battle with their arch rivals right now. And 
hopefully we can we can close that out in their preparations uh, for the World Championships in Utica, New York, which uh, we wish them all the best of luck. Uh, also, we're we're really looking forward to be hosting the the World Junior Championships in in uh, 2026. It's just going to be fantastic. The the market is already uh, excited about it, and and we just can't wait to get there. So a lot of good things going on here. And um, again, thank you to everybody. And I'll take your questions now. All right. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, we'll use the raise hand function for the uh, Q&A portion of today. And uh, please identify yourself, your affiliate each time, and then uh, direct your question to a particular individual. Uh, Bill mentioned the rivalry series game in St. Paul. We will also play tomorrow, U.S. Canada in Regina. That's 8 o'clock Eastern, live on NHL Network. And then the Women's World Championship, April 3 through 14. Uh, Empire State Ticks, T-I-X.com is a home for uh, ticket packages. And we're also pleased to have NHL Network as a broadcast home for that tournament as well. All right, let's see. How are we doing on the raise hand function here? Are we allowed to raise our... Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go, Tom. Go ahead. Your mic is open. Hey, Billy. Uh, Tom Gallitti, NHL.com. Congratulations uh, on on getting this position. Um, you said you don't have answers as far as you know who you're going to be hiring, but you have a timetable. I, I know I said six players this early this summer. How about when do you want to have a coaching staff in place or at least part of your coaching staff in place before that? Yeah, I, I would like to, um, you know, I, I think in, uh, you know, short tournaments, uh, it's, it's important to get, to be on the same page as the coach, um, you know, when it comes to style type of players that we want um, and specifically who we want and, and make decisions together. So I think it'll be really important to, uh, to have that all in place, uh, you know, well before then. And if I could just follow, how helpful is, is the, the Four Nations face-off going to be helpful for you just putting together that team for 2026 as well? Just It's almost like you're doing it, you know, first, and then you'll have a, like kind of a dry, you know, a, a framework at least in place before, for that tournament. Yeah, I, I think that's helpful. Um, yeah. But that's going to be, you know, we're going to be playing for keeps and, yeah. you know, uh, evaluating um, that as well as the World Championships. Uh I think the world championships are a, a great platform for the guys to, um, you know, come over and, uh, or go over and, and, you know, continue to showcase for us. Um, you know, obviously there, there are a lot of, you know, player, we're going to be using NHL players. So we know them all well, but, um, you know, on the international stage is, is a little bit different. And I think it's important that we have good participation, uh, in the world championships and, uh, you know, I know Brett Peterson is is a GM this year, and uh, he's he's going to be doing a, a you know a fantastic job for us in, in getting guys over there. So I think both the World Championships and the Four Nations tournament uh, will be really important for us. Thanks very much. Thanks, Tom. Thanks much, Tom. Uh, speaking of international competition, uh, if you're not aware, our uh, national under eighteen team from. The National Team Development Program currently hosting a Five Nations tournament at USA Hockey Arena in, in uh, Plymouth, Michigan, Greater Detroit. We're off to a 2-0 and start. Um, and you can see all those games on USA Hockey TV if you are so inclined. Um, all right. Next up, let's go to uh, Brian Pinelli. Brian? 
Go ahead, please. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, c- congratulations, Bill. Uh, obviously, you just kind of started uh, answering um, a little bit about the, the player selection process uh, in in your last answer. But but being that NHL players haven't been at the games in ten years, you know, do you guys potentially try to do something different? I mean, I know you just said you'll obviously use the World Championships and Four Nations, but uh, you know, it's 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 been a decade since NHL players are there. So you know, do you try to think out the box? How, how do you determine the selection process? And and lastly, more simply, uh, Bill, John, have you guys ever played, competed, skated in uh in Italy? Here, I'm I'm, I'm actually living in Cortina now, a couple of years, and uh, you know, growth in hockey here in Northern Italy c- continues to grow. Thank you, Billy. Um, yeah, I don't, I listen, we'll, we'll use, uh, the four nations. We'll use the world championships. We'll use, um, uh, we'll use the NHL regular season, uh, to evaluate the players. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know how much more outside of the box we can, we can really get. Um, but I, I think it's important that we find a good mix, um, players that can, players that can fill each and every role because we're going to, it's not an all-star game. We're, we're trying to put together the best team, the best chemistry that we can, that we can find quickly. And um, uh, yeah, I, I participated in the uh, Torino Olympics and it was fantastic. John, anything from Italy in your past? Other than my mom is born in Italy. Um, <laughs> nothing in my Italian past, but, I, I will say that we're looking forward to, um, you know, competing there and to see how the arenas are going to be developed. That's one of the questions going in is that are the venues. Uh, but I think our players will adapt and adjust to most things. And, you know, when it goes into to the selection process, we're very fortunate to have a deep bench and a, the, the decisions will be difficult. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Brian. Um, Pat mentioned the gold medal uh, January. Uh, one other note that uh, at USAHockeyFoundation.com, we're currently through Monday at 8 o'clock Eastern auctioning off the game-worn jerseys of our gold medal national junior team. So if you're interested in bidding or can share the word on that, that would certainly uh, be appreciated and have a lot of fun with that. Uh, great to welcome in Jesse Pierce. Jesse, take it away. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Congratulations, Bill. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, this one's kind of more for PK and or Beezer. What went into the decision to have Bill? Obviously, there's a ton of familiarity there with him as a player. And then certainly he was going to be the GM at the last Olympics before the NHL withdrew. But what really excites you about having Billy up in the helm for the upcoming Four Nations and Olympics? I'll really flip that to John to answer. I'll just say, you know, John and I spent a lot of time talking about our teams and programs. And then John and I work closely with our president, Mike Tromboli, our VP of international, Dwayne Dillinger, to make sure, you know, they're, they're aware of the plans and the process. Um, And so that's really, you know, fortunately these, these, the, the, the rumors and and some of the work of the NHL being back in the Olympics and with four nations um, we, we had heard about for a while. We've had some conversations. So I think John and I were, we're excited to, to, to move forward on this. And, and John certainly goes back a few years with Billy. So I'll, I'll let John go from there. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. And it is an interesting question, but, you know, I, I think we trust Bill, uh, number one. Uh, we have a deep bench of GMs to pull from, but, you know, we were going down the route 
with Billy the last time. We had great conversations. Um, love his leadership. And overall, he's he's a winning hockey player, but he's a winning GM too. So I think our decision uh, was fairly easy for us. Thank you. All right, Jesse, thank you. Nice to have you and uh, hear your voice. Um, I, I would just want to mention, too, uh, we're speaking of our teams on the international stage and playing internationally. Uh, we're excited to host a sled series coming up in Minot, North Dakota, actually, March uh, 13, 15, and 16. And both our U.S. national sled team and our women's development team will each play three-game series against Canada up in Minot. Uh, they've been so welcoming. And, uh, again, all the, all six of those games you'll be able to follow along on USA Hockey TV. Uh, dot com as well. All right, let's go over to Joe Smith. Joe, welcome. Good to see you or hear you. And please go ahead. Thanks so much, uh, Bill. Congratulations, obviously. Um, uh, a couple questions for you. You mentioned the inspiration for 1980 uh, for you as a, a player, and mentioned coming there to win. And not many years where it's USA is traditionally the, the favorite for the gold medal in the Olympics. This when they were played. Um, Olympics NHL players, but this is such a deep roster you'll have to pick from here. Where do you, what can you talk about the state of the USA hockey as far as an Olympic team you can build here in terms of being how uh, the greater chances you could have to win with the, the roster you'd have to build? Well, I mean, I, like I said before, I, I think our, like our player pool is so deep. And the, the thing is that we're, we've developed such high-end talent and there's just such high-end talent out there um, that that we've never seen before. And it's not just, you know, three, four guys. It's there's there's a ton. And, you know, there's and they come from all walks of life. You know, there, there's you, you know, there's there's we have skilled center. We have shut down D. We have, you know, brace of wingers. We have, you know, 100 point guys. We have, you know, good role players. We have um there's just so much to choose from. Uh, you know, like Beezer said, we're going to have some real difficult decisions. Um, you know, and there, there'll be some some disappointment uh, for some players, but then some players there's going to be opportunity of a lifetime. And, um, yeah, it, it's just I, I just don't see uh, why, why we shouldn't be thinking gold medals. And I, I think USA Hockey is – developed into, you know, a, a, a program where, where that's what we do. And um, look, we, we have to, we have to put our skates on and go out and play the games. But when you just look at it, pure talent wise and depth wise, we're, we're in a really good spot. And you mentioned it being a lot of responsibility too, and, um, and the support from Craig and, and the organization. Um, have, you plan on talking to some other kind of GMs who've been through the kind of dual, Obviously, being a GM and, and and GM for the Olympics, like a Iserman kind of thing, where you kind of have an idea of how you're going to kind of delegate and kind of parcel out that responsibilities you'll have to do both. Well, I, yes, to answer your question, yes, uh, I spoke to David Poyle this morning uh, for a little while. I've, I'm in constant contact with uh, Don Waddell, uh, so yeah, I always try to lean on people who have had the, the same experience before. They they're always uh, you know willing to you know. Um, you know, lend their experience and, and help. Um, and, and, you know, there's just so, there's so much brain power uh, amongst NHL GMs uh, that are American born that, you know, I have that, that group of people to lean on as well. 
One last quick one for me. Uh, the, a lot of the NHL players you talk to are veteran players who've been here for 10 years, haven't played in the Olympics, and they played the World Championships and World Junior, and you played all the different international tournaments. Uh, why is it the Olympics different? You know, like you say you represent your country in all different different tournaments, and it's all special, I'm sure, but what is it that these guys are getting that they, you know, never got a chance to get before? Yeah, it's it's just – it's the Olympics. And you know what? It's just – I mean, just look at the – the history of, of, you know, uh, incredible moments that have, that have happened in Olympic history, you know, whether it's winter, summer hockey, you know, uh, you, you know, running or it doesn't matter. It's just, it's the Olympic games and that is unique. That is special. And for the opportunity, you know what, just for the opportunity to be in the Olympics is, uh, is special and to, to go in and, and, you know, have the opportunity to win a medal is, is even more. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. John, how is the Olympics different? You want to weigh in on that? Good question. Well, I think this time around um, it's best on best and it's going to be a very unique uh, situation uh, because as Joe mentioned, it's been a decade and I think the players are, extremely hungry for the opportunity. I think that's going to create uh, so much more excitement. And not only that, I mean, representing your country, everybody uh, that has played this game that has had the opportunity to represent their country, the Olympics is the biggest stage. And uh, you'll ever forever be known as an Olympian. Yeah, there's no such thing as a former Olympian. That's, we, we've, we've been told that. That's... Uh... That's the truth. Uh, a couple I want to also mention, too, we're coming down the home stretch here uh, of our youth hockey season. Uh, our uh, Chipotle High School National Championships coming up here in mid-March. And then in early April, we have uh, our youth and girls uh, Chipotle USA Hockey National Championships. So have that to look forward to. That's all on USAHockeyTV.com as well. And we appreciate your support and coverage of that as we head towards there. All right. Uh, Jesse, back to you. You know, I've got lots of questions always fish. That's just <laughs> what I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, Billy question. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but how will you use the four nations as kind of not a trial run for the Olympics and the team that you'll compose? Cause obviously there's a year in between there, but how is that going to really benefit you in the team that you want to build to take to the Olympics? And obviously, as you'd mentioned, taking gold in both events. Well, I, I think uh, what I'm very appreciative of, well, I don't think I know, what I'm very appreciative of is this, uh, th- this, for- this formula of, of giving us a longer runway um, to uh, put together a staff, uh, you know, medical equipment, coaching, uh, hockey operations team that can work together uh, multiple times or, or at least one time uh, before the Olympics start. Um, and I, I think that just gives us great consistency. Uh, we can really kind of build off of, you know, uh, whatever, I don't know what's going to happen in the four nations, but whatever happens there, we can build off of it together um, and see where we can improve. Um, and, and like I said, just, just having that consistency and that little bit longer runway to, to, to work as a group, I, I think uh, um, I, I think that's really really important. Awesome, thanks, guys. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, 
Uh, it's a pleasure to have one of our most esteemed journalists here with us this morning from Los Angeles, Helene Elliott. Helene, welcome, and the uh, floor is yours. Wow, thank you. Um, just wanted to ask a couple questions uh, for Bill or, or John, whoever is best qualified to answer. Um, in past Olympics, when NHLers went, there really wasn't time for training camp or any kind of uh, uh, time together other than maybe an orientation session or something. Do you have any insight into how that's going to work in 2026? And also, um, do you have any kind of timetable for coaching candidates? Have you begun talking to potential candidates uh, just to kind of get them on your radar? John, why don't you start? Yeah, uh, well, Helene, it's good to talk to you. Um, thank you for the question or questions. I think, first of all, to tackle the um you know, putting together the staff or having a camp. I think that we're waiting on more instructions to, to follow on what happens. And I think most everybody knows how difficult it is to get uh, everybody on the ice in the summer based on insurance and things of that nature. So I think the, the medium of Zoom is going to help us a lot uh, to connect. Uh, but we certainly are going to have uh, some processes in the summer that are going to be available to us. And then oh, um, go ahead, John. Sorry. Yeah. I, I think that um, all the coaching and staffs as Billy was talking to, obviously up to him, but um, you know, we're going to weigh all those things equally and, and see uh, where to go with that. I mean, obviously um, to, I guess, bring up in the past, the fact that, um, Mike Sullivan was was chosen in the past, and you know he's um, a, a tenured coach. Experience always comes into play in these things, but um, I think that we're confident in Bill to put together the staff. And but as far as the parameters around that, we're we're still waiting instruction. Billy, you want to jump in on that? Yeah, I mean, I would, uh, you, you know, for the orientation stuff camps getting guys on ice that's you know these are hit hit the nail right on the head uh we're just waiting but for coaches we haven't uh i haven't begun the process yet um you know there there are many good candidates out there like like these said we had mike sullivan in place last time um and he's definitely a candidate and we'll uh we'll get to that uh we'll get to that soon all right Thank you, Helene. Tom, I see you out there. I'll come to you here. I'm going to go to Randy Johnson next, though. Um, Randy, welcome. Glad to have you. And uh, the floor is yours. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, Bill, uh, congratulations on the, on the appointment first. Um, second, uh, you choosing the captain, what type of process might you be using and what traits are you looking for in, in your captain? Well, uh that's a, that's actually a really good question. Uh, experience, um, obviously leadership qualities, but I think what we're going to have to do is find a guy that's going to uh, be able to be a good liaison between players and, and coaches and, and staff, uh, somebody that uh, the players gravitate to, um, uh, an inclusive type of guy and, um, you know, uh, somebody that's got, got a warrior type mentality and a, and a winning mentality and a team first mentality. Uh, I think it's going to be very important for all the players to have um, uh, a high, high level of buy-in 
because what happens in these tournaments is is everybody's a star. Everybody's a star in their team. Everybody scores. Everybody plays in the power play. But that's not going to be the case. So we need we need guys that are going to be, uh, you know, thinking, you know, team first, winning first, and you know, personal uh, personal accolades and points and stuff like that. Second. All right. Great. Great question, Randy. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, Tom, back to you. Your mic should be open, hopefully. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. Uh, Bill, Just you mentioned Mike Sullivan before. Um, there, is there any seniority there for him? Because he had the position as a starting off over, over from scratch with you as far as the coaching staff. No, Mike, we don't do things on seniority and, like, your next – it's it's all about qualification. And, it, like, mm-hmm. or Mike is – extremely qualified he's a stanley cup winning coach he's a leader um you know he he checks all the boxes uh you know he he's he's a commanding presence um you know it's it's got nothing to do with seniority or who's next in line it's it's all about who can deliver um and you know we feel we have a lot of guys uh that that fit fit that bill um and mike being mike being one of them and and do you plan to have the same coach for both tournaments, or will you go go through four nations and then make your decision on the coach for the next for Olympics after that? Another good question. I'd like to have the same guy for both tournaments. Um, the consistency is is extremely important. I think the relationship between player and coach uh, when it comes to you know short tournaments like this is extremely important. Um, you know, I, I remember from back in '96 our, our relationship with Ron Wilson was, was incredible. He had a, a, a great balance of, of, you know, uh, keeping guys happy, keeping it light, but also keeping his thumb on us and, and pushing us and, and demanding us. And, and the communication between him and the players was, was, was great. Um, you know, you know, Paul Holmgren, John Cunoff did a great job. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was so key, uh, that relationship. So I, I, I would like to have the same guy for two tournaments. Right. Thanks very much again. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Um, I do want to mention, too, uh, coming up here February 19th through the 25th, we're looking forward to celebrate Hockey Week Across America. We have a different theme for each day. HockeyWeekAcrossAmerica.com is the home. And, of course, on that Saturday, we have our National Try Hockey for Free Day, where new families can be introduced to the sport. Young kids can try the game for free all across the country. And TryHockeyForFree.com is our landing spot for that. And thank you for sharing that. That program, we've over, introduced over a quarter million new kids to the sport over the course of, a, I think, about a dozen years. So something to look forward to. And we're also really thrilled that uh, TNT is going to do Hockey Day in America on that last day, Sunday, February 25th. So a lot to look forward to there. Uh, Luke, uh, you are next. Thank you for being here. And your mic is open. Welcome. Thanks, Fish. Uh, Luke Hanley with USAHockey.com. Um, Bill, you already mentioned uh, the significance and importance of of playing in the Olympic Games, which, of course, is something you've done three times. Uh, how do you think your experience uh, on that stage as a player is going to help you shape this roster for 2026? Well, I, you know what? Even in my, in my current role as uh, GM of the Wild, it, it, I, I, I lean on my playing days a lot. Um, you know, what would I have liked? What would I have disliked? Uh, what were good situations? Uh, how were we treated? Uh, what 
what could have been better, you know, communication, all those things uh, that I, you know, experienced as a player, uh, you know, in the NHL and, you know, at the Olympic Games, um, that that's those are experiences that I lean on now, and I and I will uh, to 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 try to help make uh, you know make myself as as strong as a GM that I can and, and, you know, help everybody out. And, uh, uh, you know, it's like I said before, these are short tournaments. We need to come together quickly. um, And we we just need to uh, have the buy-in and and find the players that are, are are going to just kind of dive in uh, right away. And that, that's, that's what I saw in my experience. The teams that come together the quickest, are the ones that have the better success. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Luke. Luke. Great to have you. And uh, it's fun to have some of the legends of the media corps on here. We heard from Helene Elliott earlier. And uh, now we're going to go to another one of those that falls in that category. All of you are great, of course. Uh, Kevin DuPont, KPB, all yours. Welcome. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, great. I'm having problems here. Billy, good to see you. Great to see you too, buddy. Been a long time. I know. And as a BU guy, I'd appreciate it if you scoot four inches to your left and hide that BC logo. I'd feel a whole lot better. No, other way, oh, Billy. No, it's perfect. Right where it is. Uh, quick housekeeping one, if I could. Will the numbers for staffing level for managers and coaches be the same for both four nations and Olympics? How, generally, how many, how many guys are you looking to, to add here? That would be a bees probably jump in on that. I think, okay. John. Yeah, for the four nations tournament, um, we can have up to twenty, um, and then as you turn towards the Olympics, credentialing and officials will change significantly of how many we can have and have credentialed. So that's more of a management into the tournament and what the IOC will allow us to have. So, but for four nations, we can have up to twenty. Okay. And for, for coaches and managers for each one, how many are we looking at there? Would be a, a four-man coaching staff, two other managers? Yeah, so officially, you know, on the bench, we can have eight officials. So I think that that's yet to be determined on who plays what role. And um, there are going to be different types of roles probably this time around because video and analytics have become a certain uh, part of the game, especially in the last decade. And I think that all is going to be yet to be determined, but I'll turn it over to Billy for his thoughts on that. People, um, we, we get to choose uh, and what roles they'll, they'll play. I'd like to use as many people as I can. Um, like I said before, there's, there's so many bright minds, you know, on the GM level. Uh, for the U.S. that that I'd like to include as many people as I possibly can. Um, as for coaches, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, when we pick the head coach, we'll discuss with him who he wants, how many he wants, and uh, you know, because he, he'll be he'll be in the trenches, running the the bench and behind the scenes and all that stuff. So I think that'll be uh, those will be important decisions to make hand in hand with uh, with Beezer and, and the coach. And and if I can just ask you a question, sort of with your with your wild GM cap on here, that 
you know, one of the constant sort of not sticking points or laments, but uh, issues to deal with has been shutting the game down, shutting the league down for ostensibly two, two and a half weeks here and and also dealing with your NHL team. So how do you feel about that in terms of, uh, you know, what what issues does it bring up for you as a manager of an NHL team and and how intrusive is it? Um, you know what, I, I I guess, Kevin, I'm just such a big believer in, in our participation in, in the Olympics that I'm okay with anything. Um, you know, the fact that we have to shut down, the fact that, um, you know, our, our players are in it and there's, you know, all, there's there's risk. Of course there is. But, you know, what, this is the, the biggest sports stage in the world and I'm just such a big believer in it for us to be there that um, – you know, whatever comes our way, we can we can deal with and 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 balance as as, as well as we can. Yeah. And last one for me, you'd mentioned being nine years old in 1980, and then the question came about about you know who you'd be looking at as captain. Aruzioni had such an effect on that team, and and I can remember just watching it just in terms of his exuberance and not being the best player on the team by any stretch, and what he meant. So. Does does that moment still stick with you? It does because you know, and I know Mike real well. I think he's going to put his name in for captain on this team too. <laughs> um, and, and he'd be a good one because he's he's a glue guy, uh, you know. And and you know, we, we've all seen miracle. We've all heard the stories. We've all, you know, a lot of us are, are fortunate enough to have heard right from Mike and from some of the other guys. I'm good friends with Robbie McClanahan here in Minnesota and. I've heard so many of the stories and but Mike was the guy that, that, that kept the guys together and, you know, he could communicate with Herb and, um, you know, they through tough times and, uh, you know, crazy schedules and all that stuff. It was, it was Mike that, that was the, the glue and, um, you know, and other guys too, but Mike, you know, Mike, Mike was the glue and, and you, you need a guy like that regardless of, um, you know, uh, regardless of role. Great. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin. Good to hear your voice, and uh, great to see Kevin Fulness on here, too. Um, Connor, nice to have you. Um, I know Nick Zaccardi's on here as well. Plenty of others. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Let's see. Do uh, we have any other questions before we um, break this thing up today? I think it looks like uh, we are good. So thank you, everybody, for uh, being here today. Uh, A grand day for hockey. A lot to look forward to. We'll have a lot more news here as we uh, chart down the weeks and months ahead. And if you have anything further, you know how to reach me here in the office or uh, on my cell. Thanks again. Have a great day.